Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Our number two magnificent football Monday, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. We'd like to welcome in our audience, people watching us right now on Stadium. We appreciate you very much. And we got two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way. We're going to preview Week 11 in the National Football League. Now, you might be thinking, hey, like Week 11, Week 10's not even done yet. We got Monday Night Football coming up. We'll give you all our bets for the Bills and the Broncos tonight on Monday Night Football in the final hour of the show. But, uh, Sports betting show. We're getting ahead of the curve here. We're going to talk about all of the games coming up next weekend in the National Football League today. We're not parachuting in on Thursday and Friday. Hey, you're all our bets. We're starting the process now to help you, dear listener and dear viewer, get a leg up on the competition and uh, hopefully win some money this week uh, on the National Football League. Our pal Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, will join us to try and make that happen next hour. NBC Sports betting analyst talking Monday Night Football, Week 11 in the NFL. Maybe a little NBA with our friend Drew Dinsick as well. Not just NFL bets uh, for Monday Night Football in the, fa- in the final hour of the show. Also, Bets of Steel, our bets in the National Hockey League, and Best of the Best in the NBA. But for now, we continue our conversation that we wrapped up hour number one with Ken on the Ravens and the Bengals coming up on Thursday Night Football this week, which is absolutely awesome. So, Kenny, let's bring the music up here, please. And, Ken, you were saying going to break that you think you're going to bet Baltimore in this game. And the current market at our show sponsor, BetMGM, Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, total of 46. Cincinnati very likely to be without number two wide receiver T. Higgins, who'd be a one on most teams, and star pass rusher Trey Hendrickson. Also, it looks like Marlon Humphrey won't play in this game for Baltimore. Uh, we'll, we wait for the extent of like the Marlon Humphrey injury with an ankle sprain, not an Achilles injury, thankfully for him and the Ravens, for Marlon Humphrey. Ken, uh, why do you like Baltimore in the game coming up on uh, on Thursday night? It's more it's more just the price, really, than anything. Uh, you know, like I, like let's all be honest. Like it's it, would it surprise any of us if Joe Burrow won a football game? Of, of course not. Like so, you, the Bengal any game that he starts, the Bengals are live to win. So this is not some uh, done deal that the Bengals are in such a bad situational spot and they're they're injured and they're playing a really good team that they have to lose. So it's it's nothing like that. It's just. Okay, like the the Ravens are going to close like a like a big number home Cleveland yesterday, and this is where we get into like what is Cincinnati really? Is it is it the Niners game? Is it the Bills game? And now we have questions about the Bills a little bit. Is it somewhere in between? Is it Houston? This like yesterday's game? Like how do you take all of this and process it? And like because let's be honest, and like I know you said this earlier, but like I actually do kind of disagree. Like Houston had the game, had it. 10-point lead with the ball fourth quarter. Stroud doesn't make a mind-numbingly terrible decision. Like, we're not, we don't even open with that game. It's just like, yeah, like, Houston blew him out. That's crazy. Like, that's it. So just, I'm like, I'm supposed to upgrade Cincinnati going into this game off that game? Like, I'm supposed to give them credit going to this building to play off that? Like, I, instead, I, I have them rated better than Cleveland, but not by a lot. Like, I think those two teams actually end up quite similar when we get to the end of the year when Deshaun Watson starting, that is, and not and not P.J. Walker. So look, like, Burrow can win any game that he plays, wouldn't bet, wouldn't begrudge anyone for betting Cincinnati Moneyline as a dog ever. If he's the starting quarterback, it makes sense. Just this exact game, uh, I think the numbers should be more than this with how Cincinnati comes into the game. So it's just, it's just a price thing for me. I, I, Cincinnati's a fun team. I like them. Just this number in this spot, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. 
What's your uh, projected point spread in the game? Like five, five and a half. Ooh. And uh, and and. But how? Again, but I, like, you so answer- you say ooh, but like no. Let's let's say this for a second. So you say ooh, like I I don't understand how it can be different than that. I oh, I'm not saying I disagree right. with your number. Yeah. Just that like it, it's less of like a what's like the right number in the game, and more for me. Like, what would I do at that number? And look, maybe I'm wrong here. And like, maybe your way right here in Baltimore is like like the right side and that the price is right. And you could definitely be right about that. I I, I think I'm going to end up being one of the suckers that's going to take the points with Cincinnati in this game. More it's than not a sucker ball. thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't, like, I, like, I'll be perfectly honest. Like, Minnesota, like on yesterday, like if you bet New Orleans, there was not a case you were going to make that I was going to be like, you have a point. Like, there would just, there would be no case. Like, I would never have agreed. I would have been like, it's never New Orleans. Like, I like I actually think people that bet New Orleans are less intelligent. <laughs> like, I just, and that's me. I'm arrogant. But, like, I felt so strongly about that game, and I bet a lot of money on it, to be fair. Like, I really like Minnesota. This game isn't like that. Like, you can like Cincinnati, and you might be right. Like, this is a guess. And it's really just driven by what is, like, what is Cincinnati really? And what is this version of, like, the the no Higgins, no Hendricks, and Chase's hurt version of Cincinnati? Like, not not like San Francisco, everybody's playing, and like, hey, we look really good off the bye, like, all that stuff. Like, this is different. And I, I'm just not sure this team is, like, sort of deserving of this rating when they're in this kind of spot. I'll, I'll, and I'll tell you what, Baltimore's going to score in this game. The Cincinnati defense, like Connor Fraudulent. The Texans rolled up a billion yards of offense, scored a lot of points, obviously, in the game. So I, I think, like, like Baltimore scored on Cleveland. Like, Baltimore's going to score in this game on Cincinnati. I almost think, like, and I'm kind of like, this is a conversation. I'm both talking to the audience and to you, Ken, and also I kind of, like, wrap my own brain around what I want to do in this game here. I kind of think, like, if you like the Bengals, it probably correlates to the over here. Like, even on a short week in, like, a tough like, division game, like, how, how are the Ravens not scoring in this game? Like, since he's got to score to keep up, and I'm not saying they can't do that. I think they can, and maybe they will. Do you agree with me that, like, a Cincinnati bet probably correlates to the over in this game? The total currently under 47 right now at under, uh, 46 is the number at BetMGM. Well, it's funny, right, because, you know, the Bengals' defense didn't play very well to start the year. And then we sort of were, were got the impression that they were like rounding into form, but maybe that was like a little deceiving, right? We even said this after the Niners game, like the Niners moved the ball a lot they in like that game. Eight like eight yards that wasn't... per play in that game, like yeah. literally like eight yards per play and Purdy so, like, had a couple is... like rough turnovers that skewed the result right. in the final score. So so like, is that what it is? Or is it just re- like, is the defense bad again? And then they play Buffalo and it's this like, it looks like a shootout through 30, 45 minutes, like not, uh, not game time, like real time. And it ends up devolving into this like, plotting long drive kind of a game that doesn't quite get there like is that Cincinnati's defense is like back and like Lou Anarumo's this genius and like what a squad and everything and like okay maybe not and then Stroud just absolutely nukes him yesterday I mean it's really like an embarrassing defensive again like Houston had the they had the game like it didn't even have to get crazy that's how bad Cincinnati's defense played and then and then since they got back in the game then, then Cincinnati's defense folded again so like all right again like that so Higgins is not going to play, and now Hendrickson's out, and, like, it's one of those things where you could be right, and it's just, hey, like, if Burrow's going to be plus 150 in a game that he's going to play, and they're not going to have, like, 90 players injured, he's going to have some receivers to throw to, then I'm going to step up and I'm going to bet on Joe Burrow, I'm going to bet on, like, a potentially legendary player in a game that the team has to have. I totally get that, so this is not, like, my favorite bet. I just, it's kind of like, not my, well, not my job, but it's just, like, something I do when I handicap NFL is just like compare how teams are priced in a bunch of different situations. And I feel like the Bengals are getting like a, a very 
best the best case scenario amount of credit with their rating in this game and i don't think this is the best case scenario i think it's a terrible situation for them to come into a short week with these guys hurt and it feels like they're being rated like the bills game and like the you know off the niners game and it's just like what like i don't i don't get that and so that makes me want to build the ravens I, I will say when you are kind of going through Cincinnati's like defensive results recently and you're like, well, what about the Cincinnati defense? Is it like, what do we think of Cincy's defense? And yeah. the answer, the answer that I came to when you're going over like, well, look how, look at how the Buffalo game turned out to me. That's like, and we'll see tonight. Right. To me, that's Buffalo's offense and less Cincinnati's defense and more like a Buffalo offense thing. So we, we'll see tonight. Maybe, maybe they nuke the, the Broncos tonight. We'll see. But to me, that's like, that's my answer right now. And obviously, I could be proven wrong about seven hours from right now. In, um, in, in so maybe it's time. the over period, I guess like, to your point. Maybe it's just the over period because yeah. it's because it's Burrow no matter what with anything. And it's this Ravens offense defense. that, yeah, can be can be clunky, but play, I mean, has put up good number again, good teams too. play like high scoring games against these good teams. Like I, yeah, maybe, maybe it is just the over. And then, then we're going to get into like, somebody's going to come on and say, Hey, you know, every primetime game goes under like literally like every single one, they all go under like, you know, you know that, right? It's like, well, you know, um, yeah. So my first thought is I, I like Baltimore. I have not bet the game yet. Just, uh, I, the market is fascinating to me that, that people really want to like step up and back the Bengals and keep this market close to a field goal because it's Burrow, but despite like so many other red flags and negative indicators around the team. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Magnificent football Monday, beginning our handicap week 11 in the National Football League. Talking Thursday night football, the Ravens and the Bengals. A comment and then a question to wrap things up on this game. Just on the, the Baltimore offense here, we talked about, and this this is going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back because I was right. It's like less, more of like a statement of facts. Like Keaton Mitchell's awesome. In limited opportunities and made a couple splash plays yesterday. Justice Hill ended up scoring a touchdown that was called back due to a holding penalty. But like, I mean, you watch these games, like I get it, like Gus Edwards is gonna be like the plotter on early downs. Keaton Mitchell is like Devon A. Chan. Like he's he's outrageously good. And you would think that they're gonna start using him more. It's also worth noting that after like a really slow start to the season for these two receivers. Odell Beckham starting to look more like he did honestly like in Los Angeles for the Rams prior to the ACL tear in the Super Bowl Rashad Bateman's giving you something Zay Flowers is obviously really good Mark Andrews is obviously really good in like a down game statistically for Andrews but he can pop at any moment I think this Ravens offense is big time on the come here and Cincinnati I think is gonna have to score to keep up in the game so that's like the comment here with Baltimore's skill position players I think on the ascent so the question now becomes right so Looks like this is going to be a bet your opinion game, right? Unless it's three or six. We're going to operate in this period in between, right? Like, do you think, like, the Ravens are short here in the game? Or do you think that, like, hey, anything above three, like, I want to take Cincinnati or Joe Burrow as an underdog? Like, where do you think the line's going? Like, what's the entry point, do you think, on either side to make a bet in this game? Like, like should you bet Baltimore now, Ken, if you think this lumber is going to go up during the week, etc.? Yeah, I thought about it. Um, I don't have like a, a an easy answer. Like, it's a great question. It's a question that like, you know, like I'm, I'm going to try to get right. But like, if I could get this right, like I I wouldn't be doing the show. I'd have a money printer. Um, my best guess is that the injury news on Cincinnati is going to be worse than the injury news on Baltimore. And in the middle of the week, injury news is going to guide the line movement more than anything else. So if I think the net of the injuries is going to be worse for Cincinnati, then I have to say that I think the line is going to eventually move toward Baltimore uh, or at least stay the same because it's already opened. Like it, it opens, I think with the idea that like Cincinnati's a little bit wounded for sure. Like, I'm, you know, I'm sure like the opener didn't ignore the fact that guys were hurt, but 
as we get the official reports and guys are officially declared out and there's more reporting about, you know, like Chase on a short week getting back after, like it's one thing to have a back injury, like he played with it and he's got to play again. And you talked about it like they would have held him out if it was a really significant injury. He still played and he still, it's a, sh- it's a short turnaround for everybody. So I just, I'm curious to see how the reporting on this comes together. My best guess is just the net injury is going to be worse Cincinnati. So the line is more likely to move toward Baltimore. Yeah, maybe we see like a four, four and a half as we approach, four and a yeah. half as we approach that kickoff on, on Thursday night. Kind of feels like, it does feel like, and like, I think I'm going to take this side and I hope I win. It does, it does kind of feel like maybe like I'm like 1130 on Thursday night, the Cincinnati Bengals, the square dog of week 11. <laughs> we'll see. I think mean, like a or lot of people like, are going to like the Bengals at that They number. could get smashed. I mean, they, they really could. could like, it, it's crazy. Like, I, I was driving the Bengals, like, buyback bandwagon, like, pl- the plus money playoff prices. Four the win totals were eight and a half. Yeah, the, the, right. The, the win total was eight and a half at some point. Um, I think either after the Tennessee game or something. Like, I, buying low on them, I, I still think was a smart idea. Whether it works out or not, I think it's those bets are maybe going to get home. But, like, it doesn't have to go awesome every week just because Joe Burrow's the quarterback. Like, I, I can't emphasize this enough. I'm going to say it for the third time, but then I, find, I promise I'm finally done. Like, Houston had him. Had him cooked in the game. Houston on the road. Had him done. And just like, uh, like if Stroud doesn't throw the pick, like, what do we think of this game if Stroud doesn't throw that interception? They're going to get a ton of credit against the Ravens on the road on a short week. Now, I guess Hendrickson doesn't get hurt in this butterfly effect kind of a thing like you mentioned, but it just it's just so interesting. Like, the game ends up getting wacky and close, and, and Boyd drops the touchdown, and I almost feel like we forget that, like, four minutes before that, the game was over. Like, they convert that, it's done, and it's like, wow. Like, what a statement, even more of a statement win that we, that we say for Houston right now, because they just, like, put them away. Like, didn't even make the game competitive and dramatic at the end and Bur- burrow threw a couple like really uncharacteristically bad picks in that game also to houston defenders all right that's i think we're good for now on the ravens Bengals. really fascinating game oh, the one we game. will talk about obviously yeah. i mean I, I, pretty pretty excited pretty excited for it uh let's move to sunday ken and get initial thoughts on the other barn burner coming up this weekend in the afc north with the steelers and the browns in cleveland so like Deshaun Watson undergoing an MRI in his ankle. He was in a walking boot after the game yesterday. I feel yep. like like Watson's going to play. Like he said he's fine and is going to play. That's my sense is that he'll play. I feel like, well, I mean, obviously if P.J. Walker were starting, this would not be the spread of the game. Uh, as it stands right now, Cleveland, a four-point home favorite against Pittsburgh. The Browns coming off, obviously, like an incredible comeback win on the road in Baltimore against the Ravens. Like a really, really impressive stuff. And the Steelers coming off a 23-19 home win against the Green Bay Packers. The Browns, a four-point favorite. I saw three and a half here last night, so maybe like a little bit of money on Cleveland um, that pushes them up to four in the game. The total in the game is 37. Ken, you want to give us like a little bit on this game, and we'll do the rest on the other side. I have, I have less of a strong, and not that the Ravens is my strongest opinion of the week, just I, I feel like I have even less here. The Deshaun thing is just, it's such a weird thing to consider when you're going to bet this game. Like, you're going to lay this team. We've seen them come out of games with this rotator cup. It's, this game is, to me, like an incredible mess to try to figure out, honestly. Can't wait for it, though. We'll, uh, we'll try and make some sense of the mess coming up with Cleveland and Pittsburgh on the other side, and then we'll turn our attention to Motown, the 7-2 and two Lions against your Chicago Bears. Look out, guarding the goal line, and then you better block 90 and 56. One last chance for the Packers. Love throws, end zone, intercepted, and it's over. KZ, it's done. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. 
God, it's like someone died or something. It's, it's done. done. <laughs> it's, it's done. Oh, man. There's like a biblical reference I could weave in here, but there's no enough to bring religion into the equation. In any event, Ian Eagle on the call yesterday as the Steelers take down the Green Bay Packers. I actually thought a pretty like impressive performance by Green Bay, all things considered, even though they lose by four and, and do not, do not in fact, cover the spread. Nick and Ken here with you. You better you bet. Bet QL Network. Thank you to everyone watching us on uh, Stadium right now. An hour from now, Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, will join us, giving us bets for tonight, Monday Night Football, and Week 11 in the NFL, or all our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour of the show. But for now, we continue our handicap of Week 11 in the National Football League. Please, Kenny, bring the music up. And we continue on with the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh coming up the win yesterday against Green Bay. Also, really interesting Packers-Chargers game coming up on Sunday at Lambeau that I can't wait to discuss. Uh, It's official, by the way. T. Higgins listed as a DNP in practice today for Cincinnati. Higgins is not playing in the game. He's got a hamstring injury week to week. They ain't playing on a short week. Team with Super Bowl aspirations still. For now, at least. I don't think Higgins is going to play on Thursday night. Anyway, Ken. You were saying that you don't think you have a lot on this game right now while we await for like the MRI results from Deshaun Watson. Uh, Cleveland currently a four-point favorite in the market at BetMGM. Total here is 37. So don't have a thought right now. Cool. Uh, What do you think you're going to think as we move forward this week, pending obviously the results of the MRI for Deshaun Watson? Well, I mean, the the Steelers are uh, a really peculiar team. They're a unique team. It's not something that we see all the time where a team is able to build a, a really, really formidable record um, despite being bad. And people, and I know there's like a big debate now, are they actually bad or is it like something we're not seeing? They're like, well, I don't know, man, play for play. They, the other team's better, no matter who it is. So you tell me, am I supposed to think that team's good? Like, is that what's supposed to happen? They, they're at least flawed. Can we at least agree on that? Um, but they have... I don't, it's it's also tough to tell like is it a knack for playing well in close games or is this just the randomness of the nfl you put a team in enough close games you can make the same argument about the vikings last year for what it's worth and like they ended up accumulating this gaudy record despite the fact that we were all kind of like eh, like not so sure about this one and they end up losing in the first round of the playoffs is that what this is going to be for the steelers big record but they get to the you know they play in the you know f- whatever four five or three six as the dog and like give you a good effort but never win or something like that are they going to win the division and be a dog in a home game in the playoffs and the other team will probably win like is that what this is going to be um or are the wheels going to start coming off a little bit because they might just not be that good like it's still totally possible they're such a fun they're a fun team to think about because there's something different than we see basically every season, uh, a team that wins, despite when you look at them on a sheet of paper, they're very bad and they win and they cover, uh, even as like a favorite. I mean, that play yesterday, how, how are the Packers not covering that game, by the way? <laughs> like, how do they not do that? Like, I didn't bet Green Bay in the game. We had their money line. We didn't need it because Tennessee lost. But I mean, like, imagine if I needed it for the parlay. I'm just like, really? Like, again, with this team, this like horseshoe team, maybe they can do it again. It's just, I almost like, I don't, I don't want to be on them when it's like, oh, right, they're terrible. Oh, like, that's what it is. And they just get smoked and whatever the game is coming up, that that's definitely going to happen in. And the Deshaun thing, like, maybe that, I thought maybe that was going to be this game, like Cleveland's defense. And if they just kind of lean on them a lot in the game, they, this game, they can end up being really successful. This Deshaun thing, though, is just like, what? It, what is this? Like, what is this going to be? Like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to play, but you're never 100% in the game. And you're playing a, a game that's like the most violent 
division rivalry, like all of them that, that we see. And I think that's what that's what I mean when I just say it makes it really tough. I came into the game or came into the week thinking if the, if you told me this was the number, I would have said, like, I like Cleveland in the game and I think they're they're better than this number. But I would never bet this right now with like the uncertainty with what we're talking about with the quarterback. So I look at the point spread of the game last night. Uh, to your point, and I see it's Cleveland three and a half was the number that I saw last night when I was like first like going through like doing like my like original like conceptualization of the games. And my original thought is, I I think there's a chance like maybe this number should be like six. And I'm like, and obviously like if it were six, I feel like I would bet Pittsburgh. That's not the point of that. The point is just like wow, like the number feels a little short to me. I think Pittsburgh stinks. And I think Cleveland's really good. Whether they win or lose yesterday against Baltimore, I think that they're they're a pretty good team, especially if Watson looks like he did yesterday. So I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to like Cleveland in the game. I go to sleep, I wake up this morning, I think a little bit more about it. And I'm not going to be able to give credit to this article that I, I read earlier today because I forget what like who wrote it. But it was basically saying, like the gist of it was, that yeah, like Pittsburgh gives up a ton of yards, but that's kind of like the point of their defense is that they, they know that they can't stop good offenses from accumulating yards. It's just how the NFL is kind of set up right now. But their goal is always going to be to turn you over and to hold you to field goals. And that could be, like, the answer to the question. They get outgained in every game. They're 6-3. and three. Well, they also are, like, first in the NFL in takeaways, and they, like, force you to kick a lot of field goals here. And it's not that that's definitely right, and that has to be, the, like, true every single game that they play. But it made me think a little bit, like, okay, point spread's four. The defense is really good. Pickett's got a knack for coming through in the clutch. I actually think I might be more apt to take the points with Pittsburgh now. And, like, I went to bed last night, wanted to do one thing, and now as I sit here right now doing the show, Ken, on Monday afternoon, I think I want to do another. I haven't done anything yet, but I think that's where I'm at right now. Maybe I just shouldn't bet the game if I'm all over the place with it like this. I think I'm more apt to take the points with Pittsburgh, though, than I am to lay it with Cleveland. Yeah, just worth noting uh, a couple things about this game and these teams, uh, this is a rematch game. It's just worth noting. This was part of the Monday Night Football, not the doubleheader, the two games on basically at the same time format that uh, that Monday Night Football had at the start of the year. In week two, Steelers won that game 26-22, and that was uh, sort of the story of the game was that Deshaun Watson turned the ball over a number of times. Basically, the Steelers' defense won the game. The Steelers' offense did nothing in the game, and the Steelers still scored 26 points and won because Deshaun Watson lost the game. Like, that was the story of the game. That game was in Pittsburgh, obviously. And I just, I look at the Steelers' schedule, and I just go, it's not like, don't bet them, or like, they can't win this game. They could win all of the games that they play the rest of the year. I just look and I just go, you beat the Ravens in a game. Well, I mean, we go up the week before that. You get absolutely dump trucked by Houston. You beat the Ravens in a game where, like, like scientists will be figuring out how the score was 17-10 at the end of the game where the Ravens have 900 chances. And maybe this is your thing where you're like, well, they're just so good at this. This is, like, their style. And it's like, okay, like, I do buy that to some extent. To be fair, like, that's how games are going under so often in the NFL this year, too. A lot of teams are playing defense like that. And they get you to the red zone and you kick a field goal and the drive takes seven and a half minutes and the and the over's doomed from the jump, from one drive. That's how it plays out. Okay. Like just come out of the bye. Like you beat the Rams on the spot. Like that's how you beat the Rams in the game. You you lose to the Jaguars in a game where it's funny, like the game was set up, I think, in a way for Pittsburgh to have those like miraculous comebacks. Like to have that, like, oh, like down ten, like it's picket time, and it's like, no, nah, they just lost by ten. Like, that's all that kind of happened. Like, Jaguars defense held in that spot. Like, they 
they beat the Steelers in that Thursday night Levis game. Like you're just thinking through the games and you go, yeah, like I don't think they're good. Like I just don't. Like I look at all these games, I look at the closing point spreads, I look at this number and I go, maybe I just don't bet the game because of Cleveland and Deshaun and like what the status is going to be or anything, but I I don't think I'm betting Pittsburgh at a short number. I mean, like ever. Like ever in these kind of situations and maybe they maybe they end up doing this the whole year. I just it strikes me as very unlikely. The one thing I will add, though, uh, the Steelers have won six games. The final margins of victory in those six games, four, five, seven, seven, four, four. Here's like a really like stupid thought almost. If you're going to bet them to win, why not just play like the one to seven or like the one to six and like win by exactly seven? Like they're just, this is, this is like the bears on third. There are just some teams like it ain't happening. Like they're not winning by more. Like they're just not like it's, winning. They're by incapable. Yeah. Like, like they yeah. can't, like they actually and, can't and against another NFL to, team. To be fair, especially with a dog, the price that you will sometimes get on that is much better than the money line, obviously, because you eliminate a bunch of the outcomes that you would win on the money line. Win by 10, win by 13, win by 14, win by more. And uh, maybe this is a game where it's like, if you're like, hey, the Steelers are awesome, they're just going to keep doing this. Play like a small win for a little bit. Maybe that's the bet in the game anyway, when you have no bet, because it's just you're betting on the Steelers to keep. What do they like to do? What do the Vikings like to do? Play play close games. What do you do? Tease whoever gets you over a possession, right? You just never lose. They always play one possession games. Uh, The Chargers, since Justin Herbert came into the league, they played more like three point margins of victory games than any other team by like 10. Okay, like what should you do in Chargers games? Maybe this is a what should you do in Steelers games? They're not going to win all of them, but when they win, it's narrow, it's dramatic. Play the narrow, dramatic win. Maybe that's maybe I just talk myself into the right solution here. Like, what would you do with the Steelers as dogs get in <laughs> for on the road in Cleveland? Uh, shout out to our guy, Ryan Noonan, who works with our, our friends, Connor Allen and John Daigle at 4 for 4. Listening to the show right now, texting me, Pittsburgh fourth in red zone touchdown percentage, but fifth most yards per drive allowed. And then he added uh, a couple curse words about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm guessing he's bet against them. But like, this year. To, be, to be fair, last four weeks, like Rams... I guess the Jet. Well, like, I, I hate the Jags offense too. Like Houston cooked them. San Francisco cooked. Like the big offenses. This is what I mean. Where like they're gonna get into a playoff game with somebody, and it's just like never. They're and they've never got winning. no chance. They can't yeah. win. They can't. They can't I win. Totally agree. Right. Like they're gonna play like Miami it, in a first round playoff like game. They're gonna be like bye. Like, like that two seven game. Right. The two seven yeah. game with Roethlisberger a couple years ago, where like you are well, never that, winning the game. No chance. That that was like that was absolutely no chance. Uh, yeah, I would maybe. Yeah, because I mean, if you literally cross section their schedule with like. Honestly, like big time quarterback, not big time quarterback. Maybe people disagree about how I put each one in the category. Like the Ravens game is the only outlier in terms of how the guy how the teams are playing this year. And Lamar had like nine hundred chances in the game and they like somehow lost. It's just like okay. So like I but I guess I guess that leads to the other part of this. I know we're kinda of dragging this out a little bit. What's Deshaun? You know? Is he maybe he's maybe he's the guy the Steelers can get. And then it's worth noting. If they get them, you know who they got next week? Burrow. They're just like, how's, how's that going? <laughs> like, how's that? And like Higgins back? Like there's your spot to play Cincinnati probably in that game. Maybe we should root for the Steelers to win this game. I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm uh, out of stuff to say on this. 
All right, I think, but listen, but these are two really important high leverage games. We've spent a lot of time on them, which I think is appropriate. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Now we'll move on to maybe again they won't have as much to say about, or maybe we will. Um, when we did P squared B squared on Friday about uh, after the uh, the Bears beat the Panthers last Thursday night, I think both of us were kind of like, okay, if the number is going to be ten with Detroit and Chicago, maybe, or I think I said this at least. I don't know if you agreed with me that I might be interested in Chicago. I if said the more. Ten. I said I'd want more. Well, I mean, we discussed I like would it be, be ten? Right. Yes or no. <laughs> Like, would it be 10 or not? That was, like, our entire point of that conversation. Because it was, I think the look-aheads were, like, eight and a half, nine, And we were like, it's going to be more or about the same. We just don't know which one. And then uh, and then Detroit goes for a million fourth downs against the Chargers. Converts the all of them. I, honestly, like, he should win. At the, I mean, he's just, like, They're, they're going to go 14 awesome. three. Yeah. yeah, go back to Nico Ryan, everyone. Awesome. It's gonna go great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the Lions, the Lions were nine and a half last night, bet up to ten, so we're sitting at ten right now. So the Lions are a ten point home favorite against the Bears. Total forty seven. I think we're assuming that Justin Fields is going to be back for this game, not confirmed yet, but I think that is the assumption, right? Uh, so pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Lions and Bears. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my is right. Uh, I think nothing. I think blank. I think. Um, I, I can make a really compelling case for both sides of the total and both sides of the side. And when that's true, that probably means that I don't have a strong enough opinion that I want to bet it. Um, my crack at making a number on this game came out to, well, my, my power rating said 10 and a half. 10 and a half. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, they're, they're really awesome. The combination of Gibbs and Montgomery together when they're playing Gibbs is just like insane um maybe the bears can be competitive in the game maybe they can make it a game i'm not totally confident that can happen but uh i i did not have any bets on this game i i think if this ticks up a little bit more like a 10 the 10 and a half appears for the lions and fields is gonna play i think i'd bet chicago and we'll talk about the chargers next in their game coming up on the road in lambeau against the packers I, everyone wants to talk about, and like I'm, I'm guilty of this too with Staley. When I think we have, we kind of boil down like the Brandon Staley, the Staley conversation, the Brandon Staley conversation to like the fourth down decisions, and that is kind of like how we determine whether or not Staley is like a good coach or a bad coach. Like, do they get the fourth downs that they go for? How about like his defense absolutely sucks out loud. They can't stop anybody. Like they got, they got outgained by the jet. The the Jets' offense looks somewhat. Like just can't score touchdowns. They kept like putting the ball on the ground. The Lions like couldn't name their score. They like they could have played like another seven possessions, and the Lions would have scored a hundred points in the game yesterday. Um, what? I I I just I I don't think the Lions are going to have the offensive success that they had against the Chargers against the Bears' defense that I actually think is ascending right now. That doesn't mean I think the Bears are going to win the game. Just I don't think there's going to be a Lions like 45-point eruption like it was yesterday against the Chargers. Um, I think 10.5, Ken. I think I'd actually be interested in the uh, in the Chicago Bears. But we're not there yet. So we talk about this game coming up later in the week. On the other side, I can't wait to ask you about and get your opinion on the Chargers and Packers coming up Sunday in Lambeau. And then we'll get into the Dolphins and the Raiders coming up this weekend in South Beach. Over the top, the pass, Perka. Keenan Allen cuts back to the middle. He's going to find his way home. What a play, a fourth down and a touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. 
Nance and Romo with the call yesterday on CBS. Uh, one of the best games of the day. One of the best games of the season, honestly. Like, what a high, like a really well-played football game. Maybe not defensively, but uh, offensively, certainly, as the Lions beat the Chargers on the road in L.A. 41-38, surviving like a really great performance by Justin Herbert and, and especially his top wide receiver, Keenan Allen. But the Chargers' defense, absolutely terrible, allowing the Lions' offense to roll up an ungodly 8.3 yards per play just insane yesterday. Ah, uh, the Chargers now this week get to go on the road to play. Maybe, maybe, maybe not as good an offense with Jordan Love and the and the Green Bay Packers. Kenny, let's bring the music back up here. And Ken, let's continue our Week 11 betting sojourn, our preview here of Week 11 in the NFL with pen, pencil, blood, or blank. At Lambeau Field, as the Packers coming off their close loss yesterday on the road in Pittsburgh to the Steelers, welcome in Brandon Staley and the L.A. Chargers, who like desperately, I forget about covering the spread, the Chargers desperately need to win this game right now at 4-5 and five with the way the AFC playoff picture is shaping up. The Chargers in between a 3 and a 3.5 point road favorite. This was 3.5 this morning. Now we're seeing 3 minus 20 for the Chargers. Green Bay plus 3, plus 100. Total in the game is 44. I, I am... I think this is the game I am most interested in getting your opinion on, Ken. Okay. Believe it or not. Chargers and All Packers, right. P squared, B squared. What do you think? Well, I, I I don't think the number's like crazy at all before we I know you're really interested in my opinion. I my opinion is I this is exactly what I kinda thought it would be, that we'd be bouncing back and forth, that people would think the three and a half with Green Bay would be kind of valuable with how they've looked for a couple of weeks here. Uh beat the Rams and kind of a fake game with Brett Rippon, and then played a game kind of like, you know, a, a coin flip kind of a finish against the Steelers and they don't end up winning. Okay, maybe that's worth taking the three and a half against a team that can't defend very well. Uh my first thought was also and like I, I think I think I'm good on totals, like forever. Again, totals work is done. Do hash. Well, to, I didn't. I haven't done totals work in like eight weeks. But I just the the way the Titans game went yesterday. I just like I I forgot how much I hated this. Like I actually forgot. Um, I do look at this number and I just go like, oh, I don't like the over. <laughs> like I don't think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. Um, just with how the Chargers like to play. I don't. I don't think there's anything crazy going on here. So you were you were really curious to get my opinion. I'm going to guess because like you have an angle on this game that you think is interesting, like something that you think is going to happen here is, I mean, the way you're putting this, like, I have to believe you think the Packers are like, because you said all that stuff about Staley's defense. You have to think the Packers are live in this game. That's my guess. I don't, I look at like three, three and a half, like different pricing each way. That seems like what I thought it would be. It doesn't make me want to make a bet. Does it make you want to make a bet? Um, At three? No. At okay. three and a half, I would have interest in the Packers. And like I, okay. I this like ha- those words coming out of my mouth, like I'm just, yeah. like, I'm, feeling, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start twitching. Do you like, understand I, the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like not if that's uh, what they're. Yeah. It the the Chargers defense is is really bad, and I we've been bagging on Matt Lafleur a little bit, and I think deservedly so. Stanley's yeah. dead coach. Stanley's dead coach walking. Like this could just like this could really be like a one year blip, and like maybe it's more than this. For the floor, this could be a one-year blip, like year one with Love. Like all the skill position players are young, except for Aaron Jones, and maybe it's going to like take a little time, and they're going to end up getting this right in Green Bay. I think, I think it's probably over for Staley. Like I think it's done. I think he's dead coach walking big time. Um, like he's he's supposed to be a defensive like genius here. The defense is terrible, and I'm not suggesting that like Jordan Love and the Packers are going to put up a huge number on the defense. I, I don't know that I trust the Chargers. Now, I think you can make a case on the other side. 
Look how good the Chargers' offense is. Like, the Chargers are going to roll up a lot of points. Like, a middling AFC team is better than a middling NFC team. Like, I, I understand all of this. Yeah. Just that, just that I do think if the number's going to be above three, I think I'd be interested in the Packers. Now, I think, like, the market kind of agrees with me at least early in the week with some, a little bit of interest in Green Bay. It's not like 3-1-10 or anything like that. But can I think I'd be more interested in the Packers here than the Chargers? And it brings me no pleasure to have those words come out of my mouth. I mean, I just, I just don't know what it is about the Packers that would make me want to bet them here, even at three and a half. Like, you know, like last, okay, out of their bye, like at at Denver, a game that I I watched too much of, honestly, uh, like no show the entire first half try for a miraculous comeback don't get there you score 17 points to like the not fully formed broncos yeah like they were still a pretty bad team they were starting to get healthier they were kind of jettisoning some players okay like they, they play the vikings in that home game and we we thought this was like the nuts as a situation like this is it where green bay kind of pivots a little bit we didn't like minnesota very much like kind of kind of non-competitive to be honest ends 24 10 like had chances at the end because of all the craziness um, with like the quarterback injuries and stuff. Just like Minnesota really outplayed him in that game. You play Brett Rippon in a fake game and you play the Steelers, they get outgained by everybody and you lose. Just like a short, I'm supposed to take a short number here with a team like that? Like, uh, I don't know. And then conversely for the Chargers, like I, I think this game profiles a lot more like Sunday night against Bajan than it does against like the other, all the games that we're thinking of with the Chargers. Cause to be fair to the Chargers, like, okay, like Packers as an opponent, here are the five teams the Chargers have played out of the bye. Dallas at Kansas City, at the Jets, the Lions, and then on the other side, I think here's the Bears. <laughs> like here's like, which again, like type of opponent. And like, you could be like, well, the Jets, that's Zach Wilson. Like the Jets defense is very, very good. And the Jets have like a chance to be a playoff team. And the other three teams like Kansas City, Dallas, Detroit, three of the best five teams in the league, probably. They play a team that they're definitely better than 30 to 13. Like I, I don't, I don't like Green Bay in this game. I think this number is fine. If I had to pick the winner of the game, I would say the Chargers win the game. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, that's the Chargers and the Packers. We'll, we'll talk more about it coming up this week. Uh, three and a half, like I said, I think I'd be interested in the Green Bay Packers. Nick and Ken here, Magnificent Football Monday, handicapping Week 11 in the NFL. Drew Dinsick joins us next hour on the show. All our bets for tonight, NHL, NBA, NFL, Monday Night Football, Bills and Broncos, final hour, power hour of the program. Uh, let's move to South Beach, Ken, where the Miami Dolphins expected to get Devon Achan back as Miami comes off its bye. Presumably a healthy Jalen Waddle as well for the Dolphins, and they will entertain a Raiders team that has now won two straight games under interim head coach Antonio Pierce and maybe feeling themselves a little bit. Now, I will add, they did beat the Giants and Jets, but two wins still nonetheless. The Raiders are 5-5. Five and five. And Adrian O'Connell outplayed Zach Wilson in the game last night. Thought that that's necessarily like, hey, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Zach Wilson stinks. Uh, Miami... Currently an 11.5-point home favorite against Antonio Pierce and the Raiders. Miami favored by 11.5. Total 48.5 in Miami on Sunday. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Ken. Dolphins and Raiders. 
I think I know what I'm going to do in this game. Uh, I, I had somebody send me this game last night while the game was going on because we were just like making conversation. They go like, what do you think this is going to be? Like Miami blowout, right? Like, look at the Raiders. Like, they're so bad. And I was like, well, what Like, what were the look-aheads again? I was like, two possessions, something. Like, what was it? They were like, ah, it's like about 10. And I go, everyone's going to love Miami in this game. This Like, I was like, I was like, you should, I was like, do you want the best of the number? They're like, what do you mean? I go, you should bet Miami. <laughs> I was like, because I was like, here's what's going to happen all week. It's going to be like the Raiders have played no one. And it's definitely going to be, well, the Dolphins, they needed the bye so badly. And Waddle's healthy and Tyreek and the offense and Ramsey. And like, they're going to go win the Super Bowl. Like, they're just going to like look like this amazing team. And the market is getting bet like that's happening. Open 10, 11 and a half. There are 12s. There's a 12 and a half. And we going up. Uh, I'm waiting until the last possible second. I'm betting the Raiders. It's one of my favorite bets of the week. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, uh, do we... This... What's up? Why? What were we going to say? No, I, I, I was literally... I don't know if you were done or not. I was going to say, I agree completely. Maybe we just move on to the next game, but please finish. I like the Raiders also. Well, no, just the, like... Okay, like it opens 10. Um, I think my power rating for the game was like around 10. Like, why is it getting bet? Because of this, like, perception. Like, Dolphins off the bye and healthier and, like, ran... It just It's, like, not... It's just all, like, belief... It's like not anything that should actually I feel like it's nothing that should be in the market. And it's like kind of dangerous when teams get like run away like this from a point spread standpoint. Uh, the Raiders are going to be able to do something in this game. They're going to be able to run the ball really, really, really effectively and maybe win like seriously. So like I just I think they can get the game to a close game in the fourth quarter and we'll see what happens. Um, I it's not like I don't think Pierce is like some revelation as a coach i don't think he's i don't think this is like some super special super bowl winning team but i don't think like like the dolphins markets against bad teams panthers and giants both in that 13 to 14 range aiden o'connell is this. a develop a developing quarterback and he's not very good and he makes a lot of mistakes and maybe that happens in this game this game isn't that isn't those games like that's not those games and this is a lot of off the buy and health and all this stuff and i i'm good so uh i don't think the raiders are necessarily going to win but i i do like this number a lot and i'm gonna wait because I, I think I, it's gonna get even better yeah i like the rate do we ever get a 13 i like the raiders like for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned in this game as well yeah i think we're just good do you think we get a 13 i don't know what we get maybe we get better than that Oh my God! Please, um, I well, guess like, my, why, my last Raider. Why would we stop? Yeah, I, I just there's so much there's so much interest in Miami, and it's like I get it. Like I'm not saying it's like dumb or anything. Like it, for very 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 good reason. Like they can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like they have a week off. Like they're really good. I totally get it. And they do kind of run up the score against bad teams. Like that's the perception of them, right? Like they score seventy against Denver. Uh, they get down fourteen nothing against Carolina. Still cover the game. Like it's just like they do those things. To be fair don't see this game profiling that way like the Raiders are not a good team but they are a talented team like they have difference making players that those teams don't have on both on both sides of the ball and like and like yeah. you can't say that about the about the other teams that they played like the Giants and the Panthers and the Raiders are not the same like they're just not like the Raiders are better than both those teams no matter what you think like about you'd be a Giants fan you'd be a Panthers fan it's 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 and that and that version of the Broncos with the worst defense in the history of the National Football like these are not the same things uh Last, last note here, and then we'll close the hour. We'll do the Giants and the Commanders on the other side. Oh, great. Can't wait to talk about that as a Giants fan. So Aiden O'Connell wears number four, which was Derek Carr's number, obviously, with the Raiders. Yeah. Do, 
Do you feel like he looks like young Derek Carr a little bit when he has his helmet on? Like, they showed him a couple times he's wearing number four. I'm like, is this is Derek Carr back with the Raiders right now? Do you think that they look alike? Well, they, they made the comparison because he works with, like, Brady's quarterback coach or whatever. Like, that's the comparison. They're like, oh, well, like, he's got Brady's mechanics. And I go, like, well, except for the part about being good. Like, but maybe yeah, we'll get correct. to that eventually. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, and it's not, no, he's I not think he, like, bad. Physically he just looks rookie. like him. I, I don't. Does he? Does he? <laughs> I think so. I think he looks like him okay. a little bit. There you go. Random thoughts with Nick Costos. Uh, two hours down, two more to go on the other side. But continue our handicap week 11 in the NFL with the, com- the commanders and my hideous New York football giants.